Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're the true teacher. You're the only one that really teaches, Holy Spirit. Unless you show us, we know nothing. We thank you, Lord, that you're here. We thank you for a spirit of government. We just thank you for, Lord, tonight, a night of encounter, heavenly encounter. We thank you, Lord God. Right now, we just, we just decree heaven's intent over every veil, every structure, trying to keep people out of their inheritance. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the sword of the Spirit just slicing and dicing all those things. Lord, we just thank you. We just agree right now for um, a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Our eyes would be open to see what is really going on, just like Elisha told his servant, Lord, to open his eyes because all around were chariots of fire. We just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> yeah. So only really the Holy Spirit can teach. You know, I can, uh, uh, for anyone who's, you know, like interns and stuff, they've preached before and, and it's, you know, sometimes you, you think you, you, you share a cracker of a revelation and, you know, and there's crickets. <laughs> Other times you think, oh, really missed it. And then people come to you later and go, oh, that really spoke to me. That was amazing. So I'm aware, unless the Holy Spirit quickens um, uh, uh, His Word, or whether it's a testimony or an anecdote or whatever the speaker is carrying, he, He's the true teacher. And so that's just really, really important. Now, tonight is a very significant night. I, I think we're going to really, really do uh, uh, um, irreversible damage to the matrix tonight. Really, 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 really going after that in the name of Jesus. And uh, I'm, like, for Marissa's sake, I'm, the title of tonight, because she's a poor one, has to chase me up. What, what do you want to call it? Um, you know, when we spoke a couple of weeks ago on the, legis the um, uh, uh, changes, uh, uh, proposed changes to the Constitution, the title of that, if you're looking at, if you want to send that to people, it's called, it's the voice, try and understand it. So um, just so you can find it. So she has to, she has to uh, uh, come up with, with, with things, poor thing, has to chase me down, I'm a, I'm a nightmare. So the only pathway to true ascension. So we're talking about ascension tonight. <clears throat> now we've been talking about the invisible world and we will be continually going after this for weeks and weeks and weeks because it's the real world. And you get what you say. When you proclaim something, it brings manifestation. And so I, I'm not into, look, I want to provide leadership, even more so prophetic leadership, not management. Okay, so, so I understand that the, 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 the horizontal, relational, connection-y stuff, I'm, I'm all for that. But what we want is, is, is we want to first lay a hold of the Lord. And, and laying a hold of the Lord and letting Him lay a hold of us will make us a lot nicer people to connect with. And so when we're talking about ascension, the invisible world, you've got mountains, what that, what that entails, what that looks like, everything, everything, according to the Bible, everything that you need actually is in a place. You know, God doesn't just, you know, your father is a just, he's a just God. If we think he's unjust, we're deceived because we haven't, we don't have all the data points. He's a just God. He would never send us into a situation where we didn't have the means to overcome. He never would. He never, ever would. And so He allows us to come into these situations, but He always provides a way, always. And so um, everything you desire actually exists somewhere. And we've been talking about the mountain of God uh, on Mount Zion. There'll be, a, a holy, uh, there'll be deliverance, holiness, and people will possess their possessions. And we've been talking about, <clears throat> and also too, the scepter comes, will not depart. So the scepter is established 
and goes out, the decree goes out of Zion and uh, the Lord has set his king on his holy hill and who may ascend the, the, the holy hill of the Lord? And we're talking about uh, a deer's feet, uh, hind feet for high places, all these different things, the invisible dimensions. We've been talking about rivers, the river of God, the river above the firmament, below the firmament. Um, the river, uh, the river of, uh, or the waters above the firmament isn't the clouds and then the waters under the firmament isn't the sea. The, the, the water above the firmament is the river of God. Every time you engage in the realm of the Spirit, you're actually engaging with a, with, with a dimension that's above the firmament, which is really, really incredible. We've been talking about trees of life, trees of righteousness, clouds, glory cloud, cloud of witnesses. But tonight, well, tonight we're, going to, we're going to continue this, uh, um, this subject. But one of the things is that I, I know that, now I know when I talked on The Voice two weeks ago, everyone, there, there is... There is a bewitching spirit going through the nation. People get intimidated, you know. If I was to, uh, if I was to talk about, say tonight, transgenderism, instantly there'd be tension in the room because people have been spooked. They've been spooked. And then if you speak about something that's to do with government or whatever, people get spooked. We actually come under a bewitching spirit. Can someone not say amen to that? You get, because what happens is, it, is it we get bewitched and... and uh, it's like we, we, if we come under it, we can't take authority over it. So and then last Sunday, um, I felt a little bit of the residue of that. So tonight, I want us to break that in Jesus' Name. Because the righteous are as bold as a lion. You have to lay a hold of things. Um, and in lieu of brains, have boldness. Okay? <laughs> you when in doubt, give a shout, you know? I mean, seriously. Like, like you know, a faith without works is dead. So... I just want to break that because on Sunday morning, like, uh, just people were a bit sort of like, you know, like a calf staring at a new gate. And so we actually, I don't want to be up here passing on information, especially with Luminate, with the internship, uh, um, or the school, should I say. It's not just about information, but hmm, it actually has to activate people to the point where they engage with a journey of transformation. I'm not interested in, I mean, I'm, I'm lo- I love what I do. And I love having encounters and, and knowing the Lord, but this I, I want something to be to be activated so so people pursue it. So one of the things is this: you're talking about invisible dimensions of heaven, mountains and rivers, and the kingdom of God is within you, and it's abstract. It's abstract to the natural person, and then you go so oh I've got to lay hold of this invisible dimension because tonight we're going to talk about the, the the only pathway to true ascension. And, and so you have that. And then you've got people going, oh, I don't feel worthy. I actually don't feel, I'm, I feel like a trespasser. You know, can you imagine sort of like, you know, Isaiah, you know, and, and Isaiah 6, and he, you know, saw the Lord, you know, and uh, saw the seraphim, and they're, you know, holy, 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 uh, the, uh, the whole earth is full of the Lord's glory. And all of a sudden, you know, he hears a, a, a converse, overhears a conversation in the heavenly dimensions of who should we send who should we send on behalf of us? And he goes, he, look, here I am, send me. And then a coal was put on his lips to, to cleanse his, his words. And so sometimes we don't feel worthy. What I want to do is I want, I want to smash every ridiculous religious spirit and every, every spirit of unbelief tonight. I really, really, really do. And, and I want people to be so empowered, like we might go into a heavenly dimension at the end. I'll just, just see where the, where the meeting's tracking. But I'm going to, it talks about 
The, it says in, in, in um, Colossians, it talks about the mystic secret of God. And what you have is that mysticism is basically believing in an invisible dimension and in the divine. But, but the church is so spooked by it because the new age has actually become more, more into the invisible world than the church. So they've, t- they've stolen language, just like a rainbow's been pinched. Hello? Unless we're bold, they're like this, and you come under a bewitching spirit, and there's nothing you can do about it except get your butt kicked. Okay? So, so and, and that's, that means you're the tail, not the head. So we want to change that. So, okay, just in case anyone wasn't stumbling enough. All right. So, first, in regards to ascension, what I want to do is I want to, in a simple term, go right down the guts, right? Right down the guts of, of what I believe is the biggest issue in the church. Right down the guts, you know, none of this, you know, tiptoe through the tulips. Um, who remembers Tiny Tim? Gosh, he was a mutant, wasn't he? Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> had a ukulele or something like that, yeah. So, um, Looked like he was a member of the Adams family. All right, so, uh, gosh, I could put filters back in place. All right, okay. <laughs> so the biggest issue I believe that's taken with the, the, the body of Christ, and also why I believe that knock-on effect of the biggest issue of the body of Christ. And by the way, I'm part of the body of Christ. I'm not sort of like, you know, throwing stones while I'm living in a glass house. It's us. When there's an issue of the body of Christ, we actually have to be part of the solution. Amen? It's not pointing the finger and, and, and unrighteous judgment or, 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 or striking the rock out of anger or anything like that. But we have to call some things and identify some things so we can actually make sure that we're not partaking of that. And so also I believe this issue, the, big, the biggest body, biggest body, biggest issue in the body of Christ also, also actually affects what's taking place in the world at the moment. And there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in the world. You know, uh, um, at the very, very least, the very least, now I'm gonna go super conservative on this. If you have a look what's just taken place in Maui with the fires, with the government, with the police, all these different things, it is sketchy. It is sketchy. And it, it, you know, uh, uh, um, the media, you know, again, you know my, my feels around the media, but there is so much taking place in the world um, all these little whispers and, 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 and developments taking place. And a lot of it is because light has failed to shine and salt hasn't gone right in the wound, right? You know, and, and, and so I believe in the church, this is one of the biggest things, maybe the biggest thing, is Romans chapter 8, verse 38 to 39. Is what Paul says. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing. That's, that's anything outside of God. Nothing outside, nothing is, is able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So nothing can separate us from the love of God, nothing. However, however, what we have is that the matrix is we base our sense of reality on the physical world, the five senses. So what happens is that, is that I'm standing here 
And so Emily's on the front row and she's about uh, three or four metres away from me. So we're separate, there's distance. She's, there's a proximity to me, but we are separate, okay? And that's how we, this is how we see things. Now, if I was to go all the way back, maybe 10, 15 metres, Jared on the sound desk, there's a distance between us because we base our concepts and our reality on the physical world. And we see things as uh, something that is separated. So what we then do is that we then apply the physical laws to the Kingdom of God and come into absolute error and ends up in a powerless faith. So, so uh, uh, um, the matrix is, is building a reality on the, on the five senses. It it's, it's, it's actually shuts out the Kingdom. So the, here we have, let's just do the next Scripture. This is the key one. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. And so we have the first one says, nothing can separate us from the love of God. In other words, what you have is God is not separate from us. Yet, why does the church feel there's a separation between them and the Lord? I'm not talking about theology. I'm talking about the heart. And if the heart lays a hold of it, it manifests something. It looks like something. And so you've got the orphan spirit is such a big deal because the orphan spirit is based on separation. And what happens is separation leads to fear and fear leads to slavery. And right now being peddled through government, through media, through corporations, fancy, fancy corporations having some sort of a, a moral position on anything. Their moral position is ching ching. That's it. So the church or, or, or God's people are being moralised to from wokeness all the way through postmodern ideology, all that sort of stuff, intersectionality, the most insane rubbish you've ever heard. And because, because we've allowed it to happen because of a sense of separation coming from an orphan spirit that's actually based on an absolute lie. It says nothing is able to separate us from the love of God. So, so here's the problem. Is that it, is it, is it our inner world and what we believe create our reality? So people believe God's a long way away. Oh, not their theology. I don't care about people's theology. I don't care about their fruit. I, 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 you know, I've talked to a lot of intelligent, clever people. I don't care. Show me, what you, you know, show me the money. Come on. What do you manifest? What are you carrying? Are you in rest? Are you in peace? Are you in joy? Like, 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 so, you've, so what you have is your inner world actually creates your reality what you believe. So if you believe, because demons lie, because of pressure, if you believe you have to jump and shout to get God's attention, right? Then you actually have to somehow get Him to answer your prayer, somehow to get Him to bless you. Oh, is that hard work or what? And it's actually a lie. Because we're talking about the only true pathway to ascension. So we've got to establish that our inner world creates our reality. And I know that's, that, 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 that does probably deserve a bit more drilling down on, and qualification. But the Bible says 
Nothing can separate us from the love of God, yet so many people feel separation. And it comes from an orphan spirit. And we have to deal with that if we're gonna come into the fullness of what God has. So firstly, I believed that we gotta identify the issue. So we've gotta come up with a diagnostic. The diagnostic is an orphan spirit separated. Because if you really believe that greater is He who is in us than He who is in the world, it'd look like something, wouldn't it? You know, there's no such thing as I can't. In Christ is only I won't. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So you, you start to look at that because it's, and, and, and people just, you know, there's, there, there is, we are without excuse. So here's what I'm gonna do tonight is we're going to outline a pathway. This pathway, I'm gonna walk out through Scripture. It will have no wiggle room. It will be very, very descriptive, but mostly prescriptive. So, so it's gonna be more than a breadcrumb trail. It's gonna be a highway of holiness unto true ascension. And, 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 and we're, going to, we're going to go after that matrix of time and space where we always push things into the future. And if we haven't experienced it, it must be a future event. Well, who knows, maybe we're not even doing it right. Doesn't make it a future event, it means we're doing it wrong. We've been believing incorrectly. And also to the space thing, because it says nothing it can separate us from the love of God, nothing. You just meditate on that going, oh, so why do I feel lonely sometimes? Well, it's not from His end. That's just, you know, I'm gonna drill down that for a second. As a man or woman thinks in their heart, so they are. Think about how powerful, you've got this infinite creator God. God is love, God is holy, God is light, God is spirit. But He never violates free will. He, he can allow a bit of pressure. He can turn the Bunsen burner up a little bit around your life, okay? So, you know, just a little, just, just a little bit more, thank you very much, you know. Seraphim, you know. And it's, ah, I feel motivated to change. Anyway, so, so, but He doesn't violate free will. And so he would be unjust if he demanded, it was impossible to please him without faith, but he didn't give us the means to, to grow in faith. Okay, so, so, so that's really incredible. So you go, oh my gosh. So my inner world gets to, to, to I wouldn't say dictate, but my inner world is the bottleneck for the manifestation of everything of God in my life. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So what we're gonna do now, we're gonna go through, we're going to go through a passage of Scripture that we've read so many times, not necessarily here at this church, but we've, we've gone through it, but I'm going to really, we're going to put our tent pegs down into this. But it's something that you could read so, become so familiar with, it almost becomes like footprints in the sand, you know? I mean, some people, I think they probably think that's the Scripture. <laughs> you know, um, footprints in the sand, Chapter 12, verse 6 of the Book of Imaginations. Uh, so, you know, it is back, backdoor toilet worthy. But anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> but this is a passage of Scripture that, that you could be so familiar with, you look with natural eyes. And I'll tell you what, it's very rare that you get a passage of Scripture that goes, that you could say, this is a one-stop shop. I believe if I was, if I was they say, stuck on a desert island, and if that was to be that, if that was the case, Lord, let it be the Maldives. Um, but 
you know, someone's going to do it. And, and so it's really, you know, in the second years of the intercession of the other days, God put a nation on your heart and America and Israel and, you know, Scotland and this place in Africa, that, all this. And I, I, think, I think the Maldives, I think God's put me, put that on my heart. Um, definitely on my wife's heart. She's, yeah, it feels cold. Um, so it'd be the book of Romans. I had just one, one book, it'd be the book of Romans. Book of Romans is amazing. Really, really is. Um, the just live by faith. But, but here, this is a very, very compact, it is just a gold mine. And I believe you could come into absolute fullness just from this passage of Scripture. So we're gonna read it and you'll, it'll be quite familiar, but we wanna see it with new eyes tonight. We want it to jump off the wall. We want it to jump off the wall. And... Um, and then we're gonna really, really pull it apart and, and see what it has to say. So, John chapter 14. And I will pray the Father and He will give you another helper. Now, remember, He says, I'm gonna go and prepare a place for you. So He goes, catch you later, okay? And they're like, ah! And remember that, you know, if you've, if you've seen, show us the Father. And he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Mm, yep, show us the Father, right? And, 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 but he's going, he's going away. The first thing he says, he says, you no, no. Another passage of Scripture, he said, it's to your advantage that I go, right? And it wasn't like sort of like glass half full, sort of like in a bit of comfort. And so he, he's, he's saying the same thing, but from a different angle. And I will pray to the Father and He will give you another helper that He may abide with you for quite a while, forever. Forever. Okay. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. So this is the Holy Spirit. But you know Him for He dwells with you. So He dwells with you. And on the day of Pentecost, He'll be in you. Very big difference. Okay. I will not leave you as orphans. I'll come to you now, 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 now. So, I believe that the children are our future. No, I believe that, sorry, he just, you know, ADD. Um, I, a lot of people go, yes, second coming of Christ and he's gonna come back and get us. Well, in the meantime, we get our brains beaten in. I won't leave you at orphans. It's gonna be rough for a while though. He has just talked about the Holy Spirit and he says, I will come to you. That's connected to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. This scripture is connected to Jesus coming to you through the Holy Spirit. He says, I'll send you another, alos, which means the same, the same type. It, it, Jesus physically on the earth could only be one place at one time. He would have a crazy realm around him, people getting healed. Uh, who knows back then? Who knows back then, you know, if they even had slain in the Spirit? Maybe they didn't because there wasn't TV evangelism. But I like, you know, can you imagine all, all the catchers with, you know, <laughs> it's Peter, James and John, my turn, right? <laughs> it's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? They're like, Lord, you're moving and there's no pants. Um, so here, <laughs> uh, and so uh, he says, I'm not going to leave his orphans. I'll come to you. And that's right after he's talked about the Holy Spirit. And you're going, what? Are you saying you come to me in the Holy Ghost? That's what it says here. 
Because what we do is we think, remember, context is king. Jesus is the king of kings. And so what you have is all of a sudden, Jesus isn't staying on point, staying on point, squirrel, go back to the point. That's what I do. That's not the Lord, all right? And so he's talking about the Spirit of God. He says, just go back, go back. All right, kick up, kick up. I don't did All right, spirit of truth. Hang on, we've now nah. go back to verse sixteen, please. And I'll pray to the Father, and He'll give you another Helper that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. So He's talking about. He's asking the Father, the promise of the Father, the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive. Interesting. Now God's going to pour Himself out on all flesh, not all church people, all flesh. But the the, the world can't receive the Spirit. But they still have dreams and visions and signs and wonders. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you will know Him for He dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I'll come to you. That's, those are connected. So you, when, you do, when you do the Lord coming to you one day, one day, one day, you are deferring a present tense reality. It's like, you know, one day I really will need oxygen. You need it today. Don't put that one off. Don't hold your breath. So, <laughs> John, next one, please. A little while longer and the world will see me no more. So he's, he's ascending. But you will see me and because I live, you'll live also. At that day, now, this is the important thing. At that day, again, we're like, one day into the distance. No, 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 no. At, on that day, we've got to know what that day is. You will know that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you in that day. Next one. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and I will manifest myself to him. Then they ask the question. Remember, I, love, I always love this one. Judas, not Iscariot, not the traitor. Can you imagine introducing yourself everywhere? Hey, Judas, how you going? No, not, not that one. Okay. Okay. This is Judas over here. No, no, no. This is, a, this is the good Judas. Okay. Judas, not the bad one. Not the son of perdition. Sop. All right. Uh, said to him, Lord... How is it, this is a very specific question. How is it that you'll manifest yourself to us? This is very interesting and not to the world because the Lord's pouring out His Spirit on all flesh. But now He's gonna manifest Himself differently to His own people. All right, yep. Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Now let's keep that there. All right, the word keep is tereo. Tereo in the Greek actually means to guard something or keep something in your vision by not letting it out of your sight. You're to guard it. So the Lord says, so, 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 so how, Lord, how Lord will you manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Here we go. You're gonna take my word and you're gonna guard it. 
You are going to be so uh, diligent and zealous with my Word in front of you. And when you do that, I, Jesus, will manifest to you. That's a big deal. And we read it like footprints. Oh, yeah, the Lord will manifest to it. What? I mean, you will have the Lord appear to you. He will talk to you. He'll talk to you, guide you with His eye, still small voice, peace, visions, dreams, manifestations, deliver you from all sorts of impossible situations if you're on, in the will of God, okay? So the, the condition is to not let the Word out of your sight. So uh, He will keep my Word. <coughs> and my Father, this is a bit... And my Father will love Him and we will come to Him and make our home with Him. Come on. I mean, now, now when we, if we keep that there, the word home is, is, is only twice, twice in all of Scripture. It's monet, okay? And it means dwelling place, can mean mansion. So the beginning of this chapter, it uses the word, in my Father's house are many monets. Heavenly places, dwelling places, dimensions, mansions, as it were. And it says it in, so, so not only is Jesus going to prepare a place with many monets, but now on that day, you will know that I'm in the Father, you're in me and I'm in you. When's that? It's when you live in His Word and receive the Holy Ghost. That's not future. That's a continual present tense. That should be so crazy empowering. And you look at that. And if anyone keeps my word, if, if someone is zealous with my word, we'll come and we, my Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Um, is there any more? Did I? Yep. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. So here we have, firstly, this passage of Scripture talks about the true teacher, the true comforter, the Spirit of truth. The Spirit of truth is the Spirit of God. And He has been, it's the promise of the Father has been sent by Jesus. It is not a future event. So here we have separation feels based on no truth. All sense of connection to God is completely the inner world. You might have sinned your brains out. God doesn't sulk. And then you, next week you, you try, you repent, you try to engage and go, hmm. Because that's a construct in us. I'm not saying let us sin that grace may abound. I'm not that guy either, right? Because you don't want to grieve and quench and delay your destiny, you know. And so, so you have here this incredible reality if you live in the Word. Jesus doesn't just manifest, but He will come and make His home. Him and the Father will make His home inside of you. Wow. I mean, wow. So nothing can separate us from the love of God. So it's the inner world actually that separates us. It's not God. So most of our feelings are based on absolute demonic lies from the pit of hell. And a lie believed is a lie empowered. And this is why we are, gonna, we are, we are tearing down that matrix so hectically. 
So, so it's the Spirit and the Word. The Spirit of God and the Word. So remember we talked about physical separation. You go, well, I can't see the Holy Spirit. Well, that's why God wants us to develop the eyes of our understanding, the eyes of our heart. You know, um, I like anything. The only thing I really know, right, is what God shows me. I could be on the, I, I, I had a conversation with Marissa the other day and we're processing some prophetic stuff. And she's literally given me a, a prognosis to something. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. The next day, God speaks to me. I go, oh my gosh. And I message her back. Yeah, she goes, yeah, I told you that yesterday. I went, oh, you did. Unless God shows you, you don't know anything. So what I would say is this. Really, really, really go after hanging out with the Holy Spirit. And don't think He's, he's, he's the third wheel. He's the annex to the Godhead. He's the side bit. Because the only God on this earth, according to the Bible, is the Spirit of God. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places. And so, uh, before I go into some, some praxis, let's do 2 Corinthians. This is a great trichotomy here. Uh, uh, um, 13, 14. Uh, uh, the, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So you have those, those, those three parts. When you get to know the Lord by hanging out with the Holy Spirit, we're talking about the true pathway to true ascension because ascension is real. And the and kingdom of heaven is not external, it's within you. And so you, you start to see that the, 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 the grace of Jesus, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit. You know, I, uh, I look, you, you know my deal. Uh, I've tried to be like a, a, a Christian. I've tried, the, I've tried to be a Christian. I'm, I'm, I'm rubbish. I really got, got into the dead works you know, performance based. So God will love me more if I perform better. And then you fall off that high horse pretty quick. And you've got to, you've actually got to understand that, that he's the one that calls, he's the one that chooses, he's the one that elects and he's the one that gives a saving grace and we just receive the gift. And we learn to yield into his love and his goodness. And you're a, you're a child of the King, you, know, you can't earn it. So even on your bad days, God's still your dad. It, 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 it's just, you know. And so I've learned that if I wanna be really, really, manifest gifting and fruitfulness, I better hang out with the Spirit of God a lot. That's why we have the chair on the stage, it's His chair. I've never sat in it, okay? Don't intend to either. And, and whether it's a reminder for me or people is that the Spirit of God, He planted filled of dreams. He did. Uh, he's the one that gives us the wisdom and the energy and the grace. Luminate is the Holy Ghost. The, 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 the Crusades we'll be doing next, it will be Him. I remember when I hadn't done crusades in 10 years. I don't know, maybe, maybe less than that, or seven years. And I felt rusty. And I spent two weeks, oh, Holy Spirit, you're the miracle worker. I was a bit of a, I was a bit of, I was praying like a bit of a baby, to be honest. I was terrified. And you're the miracle worker like this, and, and, which is true. And um, um, basically is that we just saw creative miracles and all sorts of crazy things because I just, I just spent two weeks with the Holy Spirit. And so, so, so in regards to ascension and that sense of in that day, you will know that I'm in my Father, you're in me and I'm in you. Because nothing can separate us from the love of God in that day. What, what day? One day. What, what's the date? What's the date? No one knows the time or the hour. That's not that date. It's when we, we choose to violently reject slumber, laziness, slackness, excuses and self-pity and we lay a hold of the kingdom because people around the world are laying a hold of it.
There are multitudes coming to Christ every day, even if we can't see it. We, we, like you, the reports that you hear, it's happening all the time. And so um, I was just, you know, uh, chatting to Anna's brother, Peter uh, Drummond, the other day, well, Sunday. He's just, you know, shut up. Secretary of State's listening to me. All right, cool. All right, so don't you hate it when Siri eavesdrops on things? Do you reckon Siri could get saved? <laughs> Can you imagine like, winning Siri and Alexa to the Lord? So, um, yeah, he was telling me incredible stuff. Uh, it's sort of like you get people and like, like, sometimes we all like a soft target, you know. So he, he's, you know, Peter thought he'd go for a soft target. So he does missionary work in Iraq. Ministers of the Kurds. Obviously, I was tongue in cheek there. So this is incredible. So he'd just been talking about the miracles he'd seen in South Africa. And I said, then he's talking about Iraq and Kurdistan because it's different there. People getting healed. He said, but what happens is this, they'll do meetings and he'll ask, okay, this happens so much. He said, who came here because the man dressed in white told them to come? Jesus is manifesting around the world, especially Muslims, in dreams and visions. They call him the man dressed in white. Like, like, like a, a, a decent percentage in the meetings. Who thinks that's amazing? That's the Holy Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. Any manifestation on this earth is Him because He's the Spirit of Christ. He's the promise of the Father. Remember, there's not three gods. There is one God. And He manifests here. While we're in this physical body, the Lord manifests through His Spirit. And so that's very very abstract for some people. Oh yeah, also too, you know, they're crossing over, time-space type thing. And He was telling us how uh, the, the earthquake, because He did some relief work in um, Turkey with the earthquake, Building collapses on a bunch of kids and uh, they rescued them out. And the kids were talking about how uh, this man in white will come every few hours and feed them food while we're stuck under the rubble. Like, we better get with the program, people. The Spirit of God's moving. And as I said uh, last week, you know, God, are you for me? Let's get over ourselves. Are we for God? Are we for God? You can receive Christ and, and, and as a free gift, as salvation, you're saved. Right? You, 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 it, it is a gift. It is not a works thing. However, after that, we've got to make sure we're living for God. As opposed to sort of like, you know, we've got to get over ourselves. And so you're seeing that how the Lord is moving through His Spirit all throughout the world. And, uh, uh, you know, so we've been talking about the Spirit of God. Like, 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 uh, um, uh, um, I want to just briefly talk about the Word. The, word, the Word's powerful. Jesus, if you stay in my Word. That's why we're doing this mapping the invisible. I, I, I can't get enough of it. I had a pretty, some, you know, some challenges today and I intended to get into the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews is a heavenly gospel, incredible book. But I did get into, into John. And uh, yeah, I've had a bit of warfare. Uh, Lawrence, Lawrence had a, a vision a couple of weeks ago that I was shot in the left leg. And we're in, you know, you know, in worship when Javier's preaching up at Munta and he goes, bro, I just had a vision got shot in the left leg, but the exit wound wasn't much, but it came out through your foot type thing. And I saw some bandages and you, you were fine, but you got shot. I went, oh, okay. 
So last Friday, my foot just blew up like a balloon. I was just sort of like, had it, had it, it was sort of like, you know, all I needed was a hunchback, you know. It was just like, it was bad. So I, you know, I couldn't walk before Sunday. So I come up here and do you know what? I wore my biggest shoes and I had to loosen the laces right at the bottom. And it was like, I felt like Shrek putting his foot in Cinderella's slipper. Like this and still the pinky toe sticking out. And doing up the laces was like, it was that painful. And I'm like there and, and, and like, all right. And the anointing hits me and I'm like, oh, look at this, come on. It was like there's been a bit of warfare. And then like the, 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 the vision uh, that Lawrence had, I don't know, you know. I can surmise, but not publicly. So, but with the Word, I remember I was doing, uh, not a crusade, but we're doing outreach in Indonesia 15 years ago, maybe. <clears throat> Again, and I decided to read the miracles of Jesus in the Gospels. And I would have read them two to three hours a day for two weeks. I just stayed in it, just, just like this. And then when I went over there, because, because uh, um, it was it, just telling you, just, just saying, right? So you've heard the story, we're into a room, uh, uh, all Buddhists, um, a couple in a wheelchair. And I remember, I remember just the second you go to engage, for anyone who has a prayer ministry, it's like blah, 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 yakety yak, don't look back sort of thing. The minute you engage to pray, it changes, everything changes. So I remember just going to pray for these guys in the wheelchair and instant I saw Jesus and slightly ahead of me, like a nanosecond, slightly ahead of me praying for them because I'd been in the Word for two weeks and I saw Jesus pull them out of the wheelchair and go, I just did what I saw Jesus do. And these guys are getting coming out of wheelchairs, right? It, ears are opening up. Buddhists are coming to Christ. We don't understand, like, look, look, Tonight is the path where I'm enunciating the true pathway to ascension. Because this is just, we're just warming up because we're smashing the matrix. We're gonna smash it. We're going deeper. But, but, but any sense of separation is based on a lie. God has not separated Himself from any of us. Any of us. We're gonna, we're gonna go, we'll go for that pretty viciously. So the Word and the Spirit, John 14. Meditate on that, that, that passage I showed before. Change your life. You got, my life's really tough. Well... You're not doing what you're meant to be doing. <laughs> I mean, I've gone through some stuff in my life. I've never blamed God, never. Some of the stuff I've been through has hurt like hell, right? I've never, never said God did this, God did this. It's just a lie. It's a lie. He's good. Your God, your Father's good. And, 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 and we're, we're, He's generous and He's kind and He's forgiving and He's merciful, and so, so, so we, we, we're going after all of that because I tell you what, I, I, I really want Field of Overcomers. I do. I really, really do. I really do. So, okay. This, now we're going, now we're going to go deep, bit, 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 bit mystical. All right. Again, we're talking about ascension here and you'll see where I'm going with this. Let's do, let's do the really powerful prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17. It's talking about the disciples. I don't pray for the disciples here, just them, but also for those who will believe in me through their ministry. 
that they may all be one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. Everything from God's perspective is about oneness. Everything. Yet in the Western world, we base everything on the five senses and we get stuck in darkness. And I'm gonna show you from Scripture that it has been shattered. And if we feel separate from God, it's based on a lie and our soul is recycling fallen feelings that come from an orphan root. And I'll tell you what, orphans don't get breakthroughs. Orphans don't get transformed. Orphans get offended easily. Orphans get easily discouraged. Orphans get worn down. Because what's happened is that, 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 is that their inner world of separation, they've actually believed that God is, 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 it's not that they believe God's rejected them, that God's just a bit standoffish. He's a bit indifferent. That's not what, that's, that's not what the Bible teaches whatsoever. You know, I, I chatted with my son this morning, we're going through the book of Proverbs. It says, wisdom is crying out, wisdom. So it's like this, it's like the default in the spirit is the Lord looking for you. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking whose heart is loyal to Him that He may show Himself strong on their behalf. The Spirit of God is looking for you. Wisdom is looking for you, calling out for you. He's never holding back. And so when we start to realise this, everything's about oneness. So Jesus said, in that day, you'll know that I'm in the Father, the Father's in me and I'm in you. You know what that is? That's living in the Word and in the Holy Ghost and having an aha light bulb moment. That's that day. That's that day. And when you start to, when those, those tumblers start to click, you realise that you have what you've asked for. You have all things. You don't just inherit all things, you have all things. This is why we're going after this matrix. And so another way, and this is, this is, this is an, an aspect, okay? Is we, the Spirit of God is in us and around us, but the Spirit of God is also the essence of God. I'll never forget this, and I've shared this before. Uh, my mother was dying. and She was in the old RAH before they moved it into the most expensive hospital in history that now isn't enough. I don't read the daily rag here, right? It's just, I mean, good to put on a, you know, maybe a litter box or something. Um, but I do see headlines when I buy stuff at the IGA. I'm like, they need a new rah? Didn't we just pay through the nose? You guys. Contractors, unions, come on, wake up. Anyway, I was praying the old one that needed demolishing anyway, you know, sort of I'm surprised, you know, that where they do old x-rays, people don't come out all glowing, you know. And the reality that my mum was dying and, she, you know, the, just the faith wasn't there. I, I remember just like real, like distressed, calling out to the Lord. The Spirit of God came upon me and... I, I'm not kidding, the, the Holy Spirit came upon me in the Botanic Gardens, because it was next to the Ra. And the absolute essence of a loving, caring, nurturing, attentive mother overshadowed me and went inside of me and I went, oh. And I've never, ever, ever, ever felt a deficit in my life of being nurtured. 
come on, that's supernatural. My mother died just before my son was born. After nagging me for years to get married and have kids. When am I going to have grandkids? And then, you know, gone. And, 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 and so, so this, this is real, friends. This is real. This is not sort of like, lovely teaching, you know, and then go out into the real world. This is the real world. The invisible dimension of the kingdom of God. And so, as I was saying before, uh, uh, um, uh, <laughs> we have this, the matrix is that you're over there and I'm here. That's not the realm of the Spirit. In the realm of the Spirit, everything is connected. Everything. There, 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 is, there is a, it's, and I don't wanna just get into things like quantum entanglement, all that sort of stuff. But the, 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 when you understand that the Kingdom of Heaven is that the Lord is inside of you and He's all around you. You're actually not separate from Him at all. He gives His angels charge over you. You should be dead 50 times over by now if you didn't have the guardian angels. But it's not just a remedial sort of like, oh, just, just, whew, just keep Him in this fallen world for a bit longer, you know. Sort of, it's not like that. There's actually no separation. You and the, those who join the Lord are one spirit with Him. And so, uh, uh, you know, the, the best ways to put it is, is a married couple they're connected. They feel a sense of, obviously there's physical intimacy, but then it develops a sense of connection to the point where, you know, if my wife's not in a good way, it affects me. And legit, happy wife, happy life. You know, happy husband, happy father them. I just haven't worked out what a father of them is. It'll come to me. It will, I'll get there. But, but what happens to your spouse affects you because there's oneness. You know, like you can, you can talk to them on the phone and they just one, just a tone. And it's sort of like, you know, you okay? And it's sort of like, yes, you know. And you get your discerner on, <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> or just, a, you can just see their countenance, whatever. So, so you got that because that's a, that's a type of, of our relationship with God, it's marriage. But then you go, put your hand up if you're a mother. I mean, you've got to carry someone on the inside of you for, for nine months. And you, you, you're like, see, that, that is oneness. That's connection. See, that's a type also of, of giving th- birth to things in the Spirit. But that's real. You know, uh, it, it probably uh, we didn't come up with the name Max until maybe Rachel was pregnant for maybe four months. So he did have a name before Max and it was Jelly Bean. <laughs> now, what happens is that, you know, you go and you do the scans and stuff and he's like, you know, just fully hyperactive on the parallel bars. <laughs> you know, like just, just Jelly Bean. And um, what would happen is that, um, now, who, who had this at a pregnancy? During the day you're walking around, the kid's like this. And then at night time, you know, who had that? You know, yeah, yeah, they go, sort of like, you know, like, good night, darling, good night, darling. Turn off the light, yeah, good night. They'll have a Rachel. You see this foot come out. Okay. Right, plenty of oil. Now, what would happen, 
what would happen is that um, he'd hear my voice. So I'd pick Rachel up uh, um, when she was, you know, third trimester. Before that, she, you know, bush bike. Um, and kidding. <laughs> Tuck your dress in on that side. Get caught in the chain. Uh, <laughs> you got grease on your dress again. Unbelievable. And so I'm like, she's like, Todd, I'm exhausted. This is so heavy. I said, all right, you can put me down now. Um, so, so I'd pick her up. <laughs> so I'd pick her up. Pick her up. And I'd go, hi, darling, how are you? And Max could recognise my voice and he, he would respond to my voice. He'd like, like this. So I would, so, but I can't see him. But he's real. And he's in my wife and we're connected. And, and I remember... So I would talk to him. I'd say, you know, you're going to be this, you're going to be that. Like you can, you can minister to your kids before. Just ask John the Baptist, you know. And, and then, like I was at the, I was right there in the delivery. You know. And then what happened was sort of like, this is before, you know, smartphones um, that make you dumb. And I had the, the, camera, the camera and I'm like, like this. And then I've got a picture of it somewhere. Um, Never get your father to look after your pictures, he'll ruin them. I don't know what he'd happen yet, but put them somewhere, water damage is a disaster. But I think, I still got this one. And then he's, he's lying on his back and he's like, you know, maybe 90 seconds old. Um, and because uh, and and, I've been talking to him for, for months, he recognised my voice. And I'm going, Max, see, Dad, how you going like this? And he's like this, and you know how they're all like. <laughs> so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> And you know what he did? His face like this, and he went out and he just grabbed my finger like that. Because he recognised, cause, cause, but you, you, we're talking about connection here. Intimacy. In the realm of the Spirit, God is all around you. He's inside of you. You could be in the river. You can be in His presence. You can be in the cloud. You can be in the glory. You could be putting your roots down into the soil of your heart and touching his, 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 his goodness and His glory, it's not like the natural. And yet it's so real, the essence of it is so real, it is superior to any natural relationship and the best of every natural relationship on the earth. And this is what we have to lay a hold of because He does not leave us as, as orphans. And in that day, we will know that uh, Jesus is in the Father, uh, we are in Him and He is in us. And so we, the, you, can feel, you can feel something starting to break into the room. It has to, it has to. And so, so here's the question. Why do people feel that ascension is beyond them or abstract? Why do people feel separate from God? And I don't mean like, like, like you know, uh, 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 you don't feel despair or anything like that. I'm talking, not talking about that, but people like, like I, I could do with more answered prayer. That's a separation issue. That's not a prayer issue. See, when we, see, see, when you deal with the separation stuff, the, 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 the answers to prayer will pop like popcorn. It's the place it happens from. See, if you're already in Christ, you have all things. That's why it says, when you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe you already receive them and you have them. It's not a future thing. This is, this is why, it, it, when I lived in the Word for my, the first chunk, you know, in my 20s, I thought, God, I thought you were good. But since I've been living in your word and seen the glory break on me, you're way gooder. 
Like, like, like we just we hear the word good and we've we've defiled it with it's been become such a such a, a, a familiar, glib, bland word. How are you guys saying? Yeah, good. You know, it didn't say in, in the beginning God created heavens and earth and he's and you know it's sort of good, right? <clears throat> We've, we've actually, we've actually uh, defiled that word, to be honest, because God is good. So why do people feel alone? Because you got, you got, here we got, there is no separation, no separation. And the whole point is oneness, the whole point. Why do people feel alone? Who would like to know the answer to that? It's in the Bible. Okay, four people put their hands up. We'll meet out then for you. <laughs> Who would like to hear why people feel alone? All right, okay. John 12, 24. Truly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Jesus was referring to himself, but this is a supernatural principle. Is this, is that the only path of connection, Jesus came and as, as a man took on flesh and blood identified with us and died in our stead on the cross. It's called a substitution, okay? So what happens if we wanna come into that oneness, we now identify with Him. So it's not a case of, oh, I really want blessing, I really want breakthrough, but I don't know if I wanna identify with the Lord. You remain alone, sorry. That's just the way it is. Unless, unless someone dies to themselves, they will feel alone. And the degree that those structures, those self-sufficient structures, I can do it, lean on my own understanding, right? That's the way it is. And it's not sort of like, it's not doom and gloom. This is not a funeral message. Is there, is a, is there, a, there is an absolute, complete plan and pathway from the Lord for everyone to come into fullness. And we know, when we talk about fullness, we're not talking about you know, too much for Christmas lunch. We're not <coughs> paying off your debt. We're, not, we're, we're talking like supernatural glory invading eternity, invading the time-space world. That's what we're talking about. Um, and so let me just, let, I'm gonna make it quite simple in the whole, what does it look like? When you spend significant time meditating in God's Word, and focusing on Jesus, it will quite often be contrary to our feelings, okay? And so it starts off purely as a cognitive choice, a cognitive choice, but quite often you go, I'm gonna meditate in God's Word. Do you know what? You get the shock of your life, your feelings will fight you. Your feelings will fight you. You don't, get, you don't generally get people going, I just started reading the Bible four hours a day. Whoa, amazing. Is it usually... There's a, there's a world where it's sort of like, it's like a Batman movie. Pow, biff, wham, bang. I didn't know there were so many devils connected to my emotions and thought life. So what happens is you make this decision and it's like, it's like a death experience. It is a death experience. But what you do is you hold that line until you come through to manifest life. That's the pathway. People go, I want the blessing. I do want the blessing. I, look, I, like, number one, let's just let's say Captain Obvious. I don't want to go to hell. Okay? Who thinks that's a good one? That's a goodie. Eternal life insurance. Okay, number two is that um, I do want to come into the blessing of the Lord because I could work really hard and making more money means more bills. And if you live in Australia, which we do, it means more tax. 
right? Money talks, mine says goodbye. Um, uh, and, and, and then people work so hard to get to a place financially, they're too tired to spend it or they're just, they're, they're, but it says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he has no sorrow. Let me just say categorically, friends, is this. If you want to come into what God has for you, there is no other way except through the cross. And you don't live there, you don't stay there, you go through. You've got a lot of Christian religions, Catholic, Protestant, whatever, and they park at the cross forever and a day and they never, never progress into ascension and resurrection power. But you cannot get around it. it you, this is what ascension is about, is, it, is it unless the seed falls in the, in the ground and dies. So this is not sort of like, well, what's the other option, Todd? Okay, that sounds, that's the full on version. What's the other option? Is there, a, is there a salvation light? What's plan B? <laughs> get saved, get beaten up by devils and you'd be glad you die one day and go to heaven. Sorry for being obviously truthful. Okay, I'm counting everything in my panel against true. All right, so let me just, let me just, in a second, we can put up a scripture that God sees as reality and Paul has applied it. So he's, he's come into agreement with what God sees as a reality. Here we go, as, uh, Galatians. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So Paul just goes, it's Jesus that lives in me now. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the, in the natural world, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. So God sees you as crucified. I think it'd be a good idea to see ourselves as God sees us. Sees us. God sees us. So we're co-crucified. This is the pathway. See, this is really important. It actually said Jesus despised the shame of the cross, but for the joy set before Him. What happens the second you start talking about the cross and co-crucified, people are like, oh, mm. But you've got to see that you've got to set the joy of, of, of heavenly realities in front of you. That's the motivator. You know, it's it's like you know, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, broad beans. You know, all sorts of stuff. No, no, but but God sees you as co-crucified. We're co-crucified, and that's the old nature that actually can't handle the presence of God and can't handle it. So, so let's go into, a, what, what does it look like? 2 Corinthians 5, 14 and 15. For the, love of, for the love of Christ compels us because we judge this or thus, that. That if one, being the Lord, if one died for all, then all died. <clears throat> and He died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died for them and rose again. So, so everyone, so, so Jesus died for us, therefore we died. So now, engaging the, the, the living in the Word and, and, and Holy, good morning, Holy Spirit. I bless, your, I bless your name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I ask you to help me with the Word today. I ask for grace for this job interview. I ask for grace for whatever, X, Y, Z. I worship you, Holy Spirit. Please speak to me through the Word. I spend time cultivating that. I know when the Holy Spirit manifests in a room. I know when He manifests over a person. He's the one that interprets dreams for me. He once gives me words of knowledge, visions. He's the one that moves through me when, when people get healed. I cultivate that. And sometimes I don't feel great. You know, sometimes your flesh is like, 
you know, you didn't get much sleep like last night. And, and so it's just, it's like you, you, you just turn up and God turns up. So co-crucified looks like something. But I'll tell you what right now, I don't, I'm, not, I'm determined not to be, have structures in my life so I feel alone. I don't feel alone. I actually don't feel alone. And you know, I, I so don't feel alone that quite often I love being alone. Because I don't feel alone. I've got lots of friends. I do. I, I hang out and, and I just love it when I get on a roll. I, for anyone who wants to do the deluxe version, momentum. God starts speaking to you. It says, in the time of rain, pray for rain. We go, oh, God's really blessed me. Oh, that should, oh, that should keep me going for the next three weeks. Oh, really love last Sunday. Oh, that should keep me going until oh, Christmas. Very Australian, very average. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, so, well, we've, we've gone into the cross and all of a sudden everyone's wearing a black armband, wonderful. So, so now you go, but this whole thing about heavenly place and ascension, it's abstract. You can't go there because you see yourself wrongly and you think you're separated. So right now, God has completely, all the, all the problems you didn't know you had, God's already provided an answer for the problems you didn't know you had. And this is what it is, a new identity. Let's put up 2 Corinthians. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature or creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So right now, that place in Christ it's actually not just sort of like, uh, uh, it's not like, because um, it's hard to conceptualise. It's not like, uh, uh, um, you know, you've got a name badge, you've got a name on it. So we say, uh, uh, um, uh, Maddie, in brackets afterwards, in Christ. It's not like a last name, right? In Christ is actually in the very name, character, essence and ability of Christ. That's what in Christ means. It's not, a, it's not an annex. It's not a new title. It's not something that you wear in a badge and you go and door knocking with. You know, so and so in Christ. It's just, it's, it, your existence now is in the essence of the Lord. And I'm gonna show you why this is not just indispensable, but, but this, is the, this, is, this is not only the only version, it's the deluxe version. Because eye has not seen nor ear heard nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. So we are, that's your identity. You go, what about, what, what about my personality? You get to keep your personality, the good parts. It'll be interesting how much is left. <laughs> wow, what's happened to you? I'm new. <laughs> good. <laughs> so, so... <laughs> You get to, but, but now, oh. do you know that God knew you before you came to the earth? Because the Bible tells us so. <laughs> and so you were always in God. Did you know that you, were never, you never existed outside of God? So this isn't like, sort of like a, a, a um, like a patch job on the side of a car. You were always in God. And then you have been born into this world and then you got quickened by the Spirit. You know what you're doing? You're actually, you're actually becoming reunited 
reincorporate into your original form. This is crazy. This is where it gets really full on. Jeremiah, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. And you start, it starts to get very, very full on, very freaky, very quickly. And so you go, so being in Christ, is that a limiter? No, 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 that's a game changer. You're one, you're one spirit with the God of the universe. You meditate on that. Now, let's talk about ascension. Now we're gonna tie it into ascension. This is what's so cool. <coughs> we've been talking about what it is to be in Christ. We've been talking about the orphan spirit creates separation. And, and it's not from God's end. All right. So, so, so the Lord is everywhere. It says in Jeremiah, Do not, I feel heaven and earth. Uh, um, he, he's omnipresent. So one of those good old fashioned words that you don't use that often. And then what happens is the only way, if you don't wanna feel alone, then you go through the cross. And going through the cross, you don't go through the cross and run because you're identifying with Him. So He goes through it with you in the Holy Ghost. And if you wanna activate that really quickly, really get into the Word. I mean, really get into the Word. Well, how much? How much do you wanna change? I could say, get into an hour a day. It's a bit full on. How much do you wanna change and how quickly do you want it to happen? Me? I go, I hate the old nature. It's powerless. Do you know how much I hate having drives and desires unmet in the Holy Ghost. Whether it's a healing or a financial breakthrough, I can't live like that. I've got to be honest, I hate that tension of unmet desire. I can't stand it. So what I do, because God desires truth on the inward parts, I go, what is it going to take to get rid of this? And so I, I can live in the Word, I can be in the Word eight hours a day. If that's what it takes, well, that's a bit full. No, it's not. It's the easiest way to be co-crucified. Because you get, go straight into the good stuff. It's very hard to be co-crucified with the Lord if you're just sort of like a stoic. And you end up going to some weird religious spirit. Is it living is what Jesus says, if you, if you tell Rayo my word, I will manifest myself to you. Not just that, me and my Father will come and make our home with you. I mean, come on. That is, that, that is, a, that is you know, get the kids in the car and drive home. That's, that, that in itself... We've got to deal with a lie of separation that our heart speaks to us. And you go, but I feel the presence of God. Yeah, but there is levels. And we must believe that we've already received everything we've asked for. That's a level of separation. So this is so exciting because in this season, everything's accelerated and I want the good to accelerate. And this is why we're going after this. Is everyone doing okay? We're coming to the last part. Shikabamba. Okay. All right. Here we go. So, you are now one spirit with Jesus, creator of the universe. So you go, yeah, okay. We've been talking about mountains. We've been talking about mountains. We've been talking about trees. We've been talking about rivers. We've been talking about clouds, etc., and so on and so forth. So let's talk about heavenly places. Let's go Ephesians 1 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So <clears throat> everything that you, you know, God has things for you that you don't know you need yet. He's, he's good. He's good. You could never out desire what He hasn't already provided, but we need to know how to get a hold of it. So it already exists. 
in heavenly places. We go, in heavenly places. Well, here's, here's where we're gonna start to stretch people. Number one, Jesus is God. Now you can only say that in the Holy Ghost. You can say it going, mm, I know Jesus is Lord. Jesus is God. All right. And <laughs> I think he likes that. All right. <laughs> I do. So what we have, we go, yeah, go to heaven and Jesus is in heaven. No, 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 no. Did you know that heavenly places are in Christ? You go, I really would love to experience the mountain. Mm. I, I love to, Chris, uh, uh, um, the sea of glass. Oh yeah. What about 24 idols? Bring it on. What about the living creatures? Freaky, but why not? <laughs> I'm up for it. <laughs> Dude. So what happens is this. You're one spirit, not with heaven. You're one spirit with Christ and heaven's in Christ. There's no separation. There's no separation. You are not separated from heavenly places because you're in Christ. And the, you go, oh my goodness. And you know what starts to happen is Jesus doesn't become just uh, like a religious figure and a man in heaven with some you know, lightning bolts and peals of thunder and his way out there. The whole universe is held together by Jesus. There's actually no separation. And this is why, now you can feel something just starting to percolate in the room. You can feel that percolating in the room. You can feel something starting to move. And so all heavenly places are in Him. The problem is, is that when people wanna go into ascension, they wanna go into ascension, have an encounter, too easily can we marginalise Jesus. So we wanna see the mountains and the trees and the rivers, but Jesus is, is marginalised. Whereas what happens here is the way, the truth and life. Jesus isn't just the door. He's also the, the journey. He's not just the journey, He's the destination. And so, so you start to go, and you go, this is not necessarily Christology night. However, you start to go, oh my goodness, everything I've desired is Jesus. Yes, yes. Everything I need, yes. You mean, yes, yes, yes. He knows what you're gonna ask for before you open your trap. He does. And you're going, oh my gosh. So right now, right now, if you're one with Christ, you know what would be really weird? If you were actually bigger than heavenly places. It's a good song we could sing right now. I will magnify the Lord. We don't, we shrink the Lord down. And if you believe that in your heart, you've got a small God. And you shrink yourself down, just like King Saul. I was small in my own eyes. The, the 10 unfaithful spies, we were grasshoppers in our own sight. You start to go, for me, for me, I've been in and out of heavenly places, the best. I've just come back from a, a holiday in Europe, not even a close second. Heavenly places are real, but they're in Christ. They're in Christ. You're in Christ. He's not out there somewhere. He's, he's not just all around you. He's inside of you. Who's excited? Who feels the spirit of faith on the inside of them? We are, I will not leave you as orphans. In that day, you will know 
In that day, oh, one day in the bit. No, 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 no. That when you get your word out and you live in it for weeks and then months, someone goes, Jesus is in the Father. I'm in Him and He's in me. What? And now He's starting to manifest Himself through me, to me. Oh my goodness. This is not a future event, friends. The timeline is up to you. He's done His part. Are you gonna do your part? (laughs) I love it. And so... Heavenly places are in Christ. He, he, he's the door. He's the journey. He's the destination. Let's have a look at this. Colossians 1, 19, verse 20. 1, 19 to 20. For it pleased the Father that in Christ all the fullness should dwell and by Him to reconcile all things to Himself by Him, whether things on earth or things in heaven. So having made peace through the blood of His cross, did you know that heaven and earth have re- been reconciled through the blood of the cross? Heaven and earth emerged. You go, what do you mean? So when Jesus was walking on the earth, the kingdom of heaven would move with him. Remember, he's God, but he, remember he didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, right? But he became, humbled himself to the point of being a servant, being a man, being a servant humbled himself to the point of death. So Jesus came to serve, not to be served. But still heaven would look like that. Be, heaven would be just moving with his rhythms on the earth. He would go up the mountain and pray. He's only do what he see the Father doing and all heaven's moving with him like this. And then he, he, he'd like, word of knowledge, word of knowledge, word of knowledge. Zacchaeus, let's do dinner. Um, you know, uh, um, uh, my brother's dead or he's sick. Sort of like, all right, we, we'll, we'll go there when we're ready. Um, and then casting out devils and women with the issue of blood. And he kept saying this, the kingdom, is, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If I cast out demons by the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. He said that then. This is what John the Baptist said. He said, is it a dimension that is overlaying this natural dimension? And this is why preaching has to take place. This is why, how will they know unless someone is sent? How will they know unless someone gives them the good news? Because what happens, the good news actually rips those veils in half. Who, who wants to have a heavenly encounter tonight? Shikabamba. It's easier than you think because you're in Jesus and heaven's in Him. He's not sort of like, okay, I can see the mountains and see Jesus, where are you? It's in Him. It's in Him. You know, Marco, Polo. It's not like that. <laughs> Just a couple more and then we're going to put the pads on and Holy Ghost. Who feels their grid stretched tonight? It's a good stretching. Has to happen. Okay. There's no separation between heaven and earth. The separation is the heart of man. The separation is even the heart of the church. What does it say? Lift up your heads, all you gates, you everlasting doors that the King of glory may come in. You're the gates and the doors. We're the gates and the doors. So, so now it's sort of like, okay, what are you doing? Well, I'm gonna read my Bible. I'm gonna say some prayers. Wrong spirit. You go, there's such a groaning in me, such a gro- even my flesh is, such a groaning in me to feel that, that connection. I am, Im- I am impelled, compelled to, to look into the Word. God said, Joshua, 
I know you don't know this yet, but this is built within the subliminal text. You will stop the universe with a command. Joshua, you will follow the greatest leader of a nation in history. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna stay in my word and then you'll command the universe to stand still. Joshua. And then all of a sudden you go, I've got such a desire to come into my destiny, I cannot but live in the Word of God. And then it starts to lay hold of you. Can I just say this? Is that I've been in the Lord for over 30 years. Woo-hoo. Right? Do you know what? It gets better. My marriage gets better every year. That's the way it should be. My marriage gets better every year. Uh, walking with the Lord gets better every year. It does. It does. It, uh, like it's fun. It's like, seriously, in a way, in a way, a bit Benjamin Buttony. <laughs> when you're young, you're trying to act all old. You know, it's sort of like, ugh. But the more you get into Christ, you've got, you know, you got, you got nothing to prove to anyone. You're just free to just engage people. You're just free. You know, it's, just, it's the best. Let's finish with this scripture before we just go into engaging the Lord. Who can feel the presence of God like crazy? Holy Ghost. Hebrews. This is your Jesus. You're connected to this Jesus. You're in this Jesus. This is your Jesus. This is our Jesus. So remember this. This scripture, <clears throat> this scripture is talking about the, the, the last days. The last days. God, (laughs) who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by a son. Passion translations in the language of son. Jesus is, God goes, I want to communicate perfect love to the world. He sends Jesus. Jesus isn't just a message, He's the Word. Jesus rocks up on the scene and we, 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 we saw Him, we, we handled Him, we partook. What a message, what a word. He is the good news, hallelujah. In these last days He's spoken to us by His Son, whom He has appointed heir of all things, through whom He also made the multiverse. Everything, Jesus made everything. <laughs> Who being the brightness of the Father's glory and the express image of the Father's person up and upholding all things. Jesus holds everything together. I saw something the other day, and probably on a reel, probably. But if gravity was 1% stronger or, or, or weaker, we'd be, we wouldn't exist. Just, just tiny bit out, gravity. We'd be like this. And so, so everything's held together by Jesus. See, this is why the inner world opens you up. This is why I got that the Lord spoke to me. He said, I've circumcised your heart. You actually, you'll actually, you've, you've opened up to this whole other world that's real. Who wants to be opened up to that invisible dimension? That's what it's about. This is ascension. This is ascension. And upholding all things by the, by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. I'm excited. Do you know how much of a buzz I get researching these words? I just, I, 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 I just love it. And so, 
What you have now is this. You're all in different places. You're sitting there, you're sitting there. No, no. Um, <coughs> metaphorically, you're all in different places where some of you guys are just gonna just dive right into this. Okay, you can put the pads on if you can, please, Jared. But I'll tell you what right now. Now, the people who knew God, they saw so much, they went, He's my reward. Not the mansions, not heaven, not eternity. Your reward is God. There's no such thing as living forever and ever and ever because in John 17, 3, the definition of eternal life is knowing God. And you go, oh my gosh, I already have Him, but we don't know Him like we could. Knowing Him unlocks the manifestation of everything. That peace actually prayed, multiplied, blessings of God, but He said, may the peace of God be multiplied to you and the knowledge of God be multiplied. So tonight, it's been about the knowledge of God. And so ascension isn't going up into a place, is that you're already connected to Christ with whom heaven is in. And if you're one spirit with Him, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be trippy? Again, I'm just gonna just say it because you, 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 you cause I, wanna, I, I hate the matrix, I hate the matrix. It's where cancer lives, it's where divorces happen, it's people are depressed. But if you're connected to Christ and He and He He's you're one spirit with Him, what if you what, could you be bigger than the earth? Milky Way? See, I'm I, I, I'm postulating that at best, but what I want to say is this is that we have been held under such hectic unbelief. Statistically, the church is no different to the heathen world. We wanna smash that. And it says, set your affections on things above where your life is already hidden in Christ. What I wanna do in a second, no, I don't wanna sound like gift wrapping section, David Jones. All right. I'm gonna get you guys to pray in the Spirit. I'm gonna pray over you guys, then we'll have communion. Don't have communion now. Braveheart, hold. Can you just start praying in Spirit, please? Holy Spirit, I thank You right now. Thank You right now, vows being smashed, torn. Thank You, Holy Spirit. Thank You, Holy Spirit. Thank You, Holy Spirit. We don't exist except in Christ. We don't exist except in Christ. Thank You, Holy Spirit, for ascension. Thank You, Holy Spirit, for the river of God flowing in this place. Thank You. You're the one that magnifies Jesus, Lord. You're the one that magnifies Jesus. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Just lift the volume up just a little bit. Thank You, God. Thank You, God. To Him who believes all things are possible. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you. Mark 9.23, to him who believes all things are possible.